Yellow friends, family, cohorts. It is February 26th, yeah. and we have a fun podcast to record here. I don't know if Crash and I are going to get more enjoyment out of this, or if you may have a little fun listening. We're going to do a speed round after the hit uh, that happened with Miles Deeth last Thursday. Uh, we want to get something out there kind of similar to it, so... So we'll get that going, and then we will also give predictions for the Honda Classic this weekend. Crash, how are you doing today? As usual, doing great. Glad to hear it. Uh, We wanted to kick off the pod with uh, just a great story from the 2014 State Amateur Championship at Golden Valley Country Club. Uh, I had the pleasure of caddying for Mr. Crassaway over here, and for those of you that have played Golden Valley... The second hole, well, actually, all the greens are very severely sloped from back to front. And when the MGA gets a hold of the pin locations, it's uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. So the second hole of the tournament, where Crash is playing with a guy, we won't name names. So Crash, just give us, let's just lay it down, what happened. So second hole is just this par five, uh, pretty straight away. <clears throat> Hit two shots, lay up. Third shots, you know, wedge shot up the hill, probably 20, 30 feet. Um, and the green is severely back to front. So you better watch your uh, spin on that wedge shot, otherwise it come back down to your feet. And the pin's in the front, too, and the greens are lightning fast. So the pin's in the front, yep, this guy hits it past the pin in three, um, breathes on the putt, just barely taps it off the green, 50, 60, what, 70 yards, who, whatever. Um, hits it back up on. Granted, and then pass the pin again. Pass the pin again. Now he's hitting a sixth shot, puts it back off the green. Now he's hitting a seventh shot, lays sod, ball goes up a little bit, hits it on again, so now he's putting for nine. Quad, when he had a look at birdie, back off the green, pitching for ten, hits it on, and makes his putt for eleven. Yeah, nice eight, ten footer. Just a great eleven. Great 11, really nice hole design, uh, good pin selection. I mean, really the motto of that story is just that like, golf is hard. We really wanted to get that out there. And your par on the hole, too, was just great. Yeah, I think I was putting from back right of the hole. Um, <laughs> somehow managed to keep it on the green and somehow managed to to get out of there with par and not make an 8 or a 9 like I probably should have. I think we just left your putter head cover on when you putted it and you just... <laughs> feathered her down there right next to the cup but golf is hard and let's get into the speed round let's fire it up crash i got a question for you give me your favorite tiger woods win pick one of the 80 and tell me why that's your favorite all right well the first one that comes to mind is the 2008 u.s open uh probably probably a pretty cliche answer but um you know what it 92 holes 93 holes whatever it was on one leg um, and what didn't he play the first hole that week? Like five over. Yeah, he made three, six over. He made three doubles on number one yeah. that week. So that's uh, that's that's one that I'm gonna remember forever. Thank you, Tory Pines and Rocco Mediate for mm-hmm. making that possible. <laughs> All right, Brant. So what? Um, in recent memory, say the last twenty years or so, was your favorite Masters? My favorite Masters. Ooh, this is a tough question. Uh, I think Phil Mickelson's win in 2010. Mm. Aside from the 
shot that he hit out of the pine straw with yeah. the six iron and ended up making a birdie. That was probably my least favorite shot of the tournament because I saw it 874 times. Yeah, it's a little overplayed. But just the fact that he won when no one was expecting him to win and that back nine, uh, that really got me going. That yeah. really, really got me going seeing him get his three, third green jacket. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, what is the worst golf shot you've hit in competition? Give me a minute to uh, sort him out here. <clears throat> no, just kidding. Um, the first one that comes to mind again here, Lee Sewer Country Club, second hole. Just set it up quickly here. Second hole, long par three. It was into the wind. Um, mm-hmm. 200 yards or so. So I've, I'm up there with my four iron. Any coaches um, on the tee box with you? Or are you alone no, at this point? No, just playing horrible, um, miserable in the wind. Just want it to be over with. Um Anyways, so there's a, there's, it's tree line down the right, and to the right of me, there's the fifth hole. Big, huge fairway, you know, 40 yards wide, and then on the other side of that fairway are a bunch of trees, and then cornfields, which are out of bounds. Which is what, about 140 yards uh, right of the green, would you say? I mean, well, I mean, straight from the tee box to the, to the OB, like on a straight perpendicular right line is maybe like 80 okay 70 80 yards okay so i managed to hit this golf ball out of bounds somehow it was so far off the golf shaft and that was with a four iron with a four iron i was trying to swing so hard and rip it and yeah that one just got a little bit away from me i'd say what'd you make on the hole i really don't remember that's probably good I honestly don't know if I had to guess. Probably like six would be my guess. Okay, that's probably that's a good four. Probably hooked the... one up there and chipped it on and two putted. Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, I think I can one up you on that one. If if you're okay, if I yeah, answer my own question, I'd here. love to hear it. Okay, freshman year, first tournament. We're playing out at Blackberry Ridge uh, for St. John's event and. Uh, so it's my first tournament as a freshman. My game is not in good shape by any means. I'm on my 15th hole of the day. I'm at least 14 over par at the time. And it just so happens that uh, our golf coach rolls around uh, to see me hit my first shot in competition. And I'm standing over it. It's a little par three, number seven out there, my 16th hole. Uh, there's hazard all up along the right. But it's only it's like an eight iron off the tee. And I step up and shank it into the weeds. I'm just, you know, defeated and embarrassed, ready to quit golf at this point. And coach just shakes his head and leaves, and I end up having to hit another shot, which somehow finds land. But then the worst part about it was that I had to go look for the ball because it actually wasn't it wasn't hazard. It was just long mm. grass. So I've got, you know, I'm so over par, so out of the tournament, and I've got me, the spectators, and the other players looking for the shank that I just <laughs> hit into the middle of nowhere. Searching for the egg over in the toolies. And these kind people are saying, like, oh, you're playing a top flight three? You're playing a Callaway two? No, that's not my ball. I'm sorry. We can just stop this now. I did make a six also on the hole. Okay. Okay. Uh, shot 91, really good first event of my college career. Yeah, that's decent. I mean, came back thankfully at Greystone and shot 75, but I'm not pandering or anything. That's that's a good that's a good turnaround. All right, let's move on to maybe a brighter a brighter speed round question. Uh, okay, tour players, who's the best ball striker you've ever seen in person? 
Ooh. You know, I think I'd have to say uh, <clears throat> Louis Oosthuizen would be the best. Uh, just that silky swing. Uh, saw him. He was hitting balls next uh, next to Charles, the two South African buddies out there, um, grinding their games on Wednesday. At Hazeltine. At Hazeltine, yep, sorry. Um, and, man, that is just Charles, too, man. He hits it pure, but something Louis. about Louis just really gets me going. The sound and the flight. Mm-hmm. What club? Did you see him hit a lot of clubs? Or? I saw him hit a lot of clubs. My favorite was his driver because it was just such a, a low, I wouldn't say low, but very boring flight. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't really get <clears throat> too high on him. He curve it much? Not a lot of curve, no. No, it was when he wanted to, it looked like he, he had it down both ways, but he was hitting just a little draw at the time. Louis. What about yourself? Same event, Hazeltine. I got to see Rory as a 20-year-old out there hitting balls, and he was hitting a six iron. I remember my dad and I were sitting out there, and he's it's about 210 yards, the green that he's hitting to. And he hit a straight one within about 10 feet. He hit a draw 10 feet. He hit a fade 10 feet. And they're all, I mean, I've never seen a six iron hit so high. Mm-hmm. And he hit about 30 balls. The same in that same alternating hit straight draw fade straight draw fade on command and you know I mean it's not curving it's just falling to the left or falling mm-hmm. to the right 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 and it was just it was incredible so I can give Rory as much guff as I want but when he hits it it you know it gives me chills Turns just thinking heads. about it yeah yeah there's something about that sound just not quite the same not at all. Okay, personal level, uh, what's the highest temperature you would play golf in? What's the lowest temperature mm. you would play golf in? Assuming golf courses are open, so right, right. a little theoretical. <laughs> All right, well, the highest temperature I would be willing to play in is, I'd, I'd, I'd cut it off around 90 or 95, depending on you know, how it's, you know, the humidity and all the other factors or what whatever you will. All right, all right. But once it starts to be getting above, honestly, 75 or 80 for me, it's just too much. The coldest I would play in, um, you know, I'd rather have it be 25 than 40 because, well, I should, that's when it's, when there's precipitation in the air. Okay. So that's not just on any normal day. If it's 40 and sunny, I would take that over 25. But so that's that question kind of the answer to that kind of depends. So as assuming it's sunny. Assuming it's sunny, I'll take I'll still take 20, 20 degrees, 25 degrees. <laughs> Thank God you're from Duluth. Yeah. That's what we do. You, you only have so many days to play golf. You can't let the weather, you know, dictate your plans. Just wrap up and get out there. If you were a fair weather golfer, you would never play. So something's got to give. You're either moving or you're not playing. Right. Or you're playing in the bad weather. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. I would be assuming that you're maybe a little bit higher on both ends of the spectrum. Freezing cuts it off for me. I'll hit balls in right around 32.5. Not much lower than that as long as there's a little sun out and it's not too windy. And, uh, I mean, considering that I'm moving to San Antonio, I think I got to say about 110. Yeah, that's a dry heat, though. We'll see. I hope uh, it, I hope it's a dry heat. Yeah, for your sake. All right, so we'll switch gears here a little bit. What is your favorite uh, channel to watch golf on, and 
this, you know, you can, there's many different ways to answer this. You know, why it would depend on the announcers, the graphics, you know, what sort of things turn you on and off from channel. Short answer, CBS. Okay. Especially with their new graphics. I'm a big scorecard guy. I need to see a nice card mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going to really enjoy watching. Um, so, okay, so CBS. Does some of that CBS have to do with Masters nostalgia, do you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, anytime I can think about Jim Nance's voice. Sure. Uh, that gives a little booster, mm-hmm. as one might say. Um, and since they've started with the with the flight tracker, uh, that if they could put that on every single shot, I'd be totally fine with that. Unless they're going to start getting the camera, you know, two feet behind the ball, so you can actually see the thing soar off. Which sure. they have gotten closer to that, but they still have to give the players some space. Um, the least favorite channel to watch golf on, uh, strictly because I can't listen to Chris Berman commentate golf would be espn sure so it's really unfortunate when they have the first couple days of the u.s open well now fox has it which sucks too yeah Uh, that's but they have the british open too now all four days which that's horrible mentioning espn is is mike Tirico also on the espn squad with with berman yeah sadly it's (laughs) uh not monday night football from like 10 years ago it's actually golf that you have to watch when you listen wow. to Chris Berman and Mike Tirico. That's a that's a muter right there. Put it on mute and watch Put it on golf. mute and just listen to music or yeah. just slap yourself in the face or do yeah. something so that you don't have to listen to that. Hmm. Do you have I mean is are you a CBS guy or NBC? Um you know I'm gonna have to I'm probably gonna piss a lot of people off with this, but give me NBC every day, golf channel NBC so used to the scorecards and all the the graphics, you know, they kind of threw me off when it when they went from saying, say first shot or third shot or fourth shot to having the one two three four and having it highlighted. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of that, but give me Johnny Miller any day, and I'm a happy guy. You like a guy nitpicking every single shot that everyone hits? It's great. I'm just saying, when I see Jordan Spieth in the rough from 224 yards hit a three iron to six feet and have Johnny pipe in it, well, you know, that was a decent play by Spieth. Uh, I hit a better shot in 1984 at the same golf course, actually. People always say that argument. I don't know. I I think you guys are just listening for it and you know making up more than making something there that. It really isn't there. Yeah, does he talk about when he shot 63 at Oakmont? Yes, he does because he damn, he should. He shot 63 <laughs> in the open. Talk about it all you want. But I'd rather listen to Johnny Miller than Nick Faldo. Sir Nick Faldo. I mean, come on. He's a sir, Crash. I don't care. It's horrible. All right, fundamental disagreement. I guess we uh, have to have those. You got any more questions for me that... Uh... Yeah, this one's going to go uh, <clears throat> onto the Minnesota landscape here. What is your favorite course to play in the state? In Minnesota, public or private? Any course. All right. Winsong Farm Ooh. Golf Club. Mm-hmm. Not only is it 18 championship holes uh, without a bad hole out there, link style, greens are always perfect, but they also have the best practice facility in the state. So if they do. If any of you new college graduates are looking for a place to join, join while you can, while the 
entry fees are still a little lower than they might be in five years because that place is going to host a major, I bet, in five to ten years. Wow, that's a bold prediction. Or write that down. <laughs> What's your favorite track in Minnesota? Well, I'm going to have to go back up north here, and I'm going to say the Cory at Giants Ridge uh, Resort. It is just phenomenal. Uh, you want to talk about good course conditions? Oof. I mean, you got it up there. Not a lot of rounds played. You could say that at Winsong as well. Um, perfect greens, nice sandy base. Fairways are, you know, super tight and just thick with beautiful bent grass. See, that's a course that you've been trying to get me to play for four years, and God knows why I haven't gotten up there to play the track yet. But yeah, especially considering your past successes, winning uh, oh golf events. Yeah, you know, I might as well throw in the the quarry invite champion he is speaking with me so that's i mean that's a nice little benefit yeah that that would be me (laughs) all right let's do one more question each and then let's do some predictions all right so what would be your ideal conditions of a golf course like fast or slow greens uh thick rough tight fairways or maybe a little bit fluffier fairways you know where i'm going with this yeah yeah i do uh i want nice tight fairways the the grass i want it to be tight but hitting the ball straight about one out of every three times i think i want a course with a little bit bigger fairways uh and then i like a tree line course though i know i said windsong's my favorite in minnesota but if i'm picking a course that i've played best at uh It's going to be a course that's a little tree-lined and then that has very tough green complexes. That's why I love Northland in Duluth. Uh, Pretty much any Donald Ross course, I'd say, fits the bill. You know, a lot of uh, fairway shortcut grass around the greens. um, Collection areas. Collection areas, well bunkered, and then very difficult complexes. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. I'm uh, definitely a fan of the old, shorter... um, you know, some might say rinky-dinky or ho- hokey or whatever you will. That's but, where golf started, though. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. Get me on a 6,400-yard golf course with trees everywhere and tough nice greens. small. Yep. Yeah. Mm, love that. All right, I got one more question for you. Uh, so you've played with a lot of guys in the past, a lot of guys that you maybe don't like as much. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve of a past, past playing partner? Whew. I would have to say, you know, I'm not a huge talker on the golf course, but I'll talk to you if I like you. But if I don't like you, just, you know, you you, know, you can't get the hint that I don't really want to talk to you or whatever, and you keep, you know, bugging me with questions or whatever, you know, it's it's time to stop. It's surprising that you play with me like three times a week because I'm always in your ear. I don't mind it, though. It's always something good, usually, and... <laughs> You know, I'm not like, shut the hell up, get out of here, let me walk by myself. So any Mayak golfers listening in to this podcast, you better stay out of Crash's ear, I guess, unless you're uh, Austin Fowler. Thank you for listening, Austin. Okay, predictions. The top of the leaderboard looks really nice right now. I actually don't know if I'm going to see it deviate a lot. Uh, The guys that are at the top right now play well in windy conditions, and that's what it's going to look like this weekend. And with Sergio in the outright lead, I think he's going to stay there all week and get a win. We mentioned him, too, on yep. uh, on Wednesday. Yep. We surely brought him up as a name you uh, had to keep an eye on. 
Another guy I think we also mentioned was Ricky Fowler, and that's who I'm taking this week. Um, last event was Phoenix. Obviously lost in the playoff there. He really wants a win. He's going to get it this week. No doubt about it to me. Uh, you got a winning score for me? I'm going to say seven under par wins it. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but yeah. I'm... I think Sergio is going to run away with it at 12 under, and okay. there's going to be no one within three shots. Okay. That's my number. All right. Well, we're going to have to watch this weekend, see what happens there. See what happens. Thank you guys for listening to our first uh, head-to-head speed round there. Uh, we'll definitely have some special guests on within the next couple weeks to get them uh, yeah. get them answering some of our questions. So thank you for listening to Around the Greens. And have yourselves a great weekend. Make sure to uh, check back in next week on Monday or Tuesday. We'll have another one for you. Talk to you soon.